thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. You know, I remember last year, I don't even remember Christmas 2020, and there was a tweet going around that, that really made me smile. And the tweet literally was this, there's a mission to save Christmas. There's a mission to save Christmas. And I think that's how we feel this Christmas as well. But here's the truth. Christmas is the mission that saved us. It's completely the other way around. And you see, remember earlier on on the video, I said that when you lose something valuable, you'll do almost anything to get it back. Well, if that's true of us, how much more would it be true of God? I mean, just imagine if you, maybe if you don't believe in God here in the room or online, just imagine there was a God. Surely he would think like we think. He'd do anything if there was something valuable that they lost, he'd do anything to get it back. And the most valuable thing to God is you and me. And one of the guys we talked about who hung around with Jesus was Luke. But let's look at what Matthew says in this original Christmas story. Because he says this. Because this is the good news, okay? So Luke declared the good news, or he wrote about it, declared to the shepherds. But this is it. She will give birth, that's Mary, to a son, and you're to name him Saviour. For he is destined to give his life to save his people From their sins, and he will be known as Emmanuel, which means in Hebrew, God became one of us. God is one of us. You know, Christmas is God's great rescue mission. We don't have to rescue Christmas, Christmas is what's rescued us. And I want to give you just four reasons why Christmas is God's great rescue mission, because this is what makes the original Christmas story so spectacular. Number one, someone valuable is lost and in need of rescue, and that someone is you and it's me. And you might say, well, I don't feel lost. Maybe you're sat there at home watching online or you're here in the room, you think, well, I don't feel lost. The reality is that we're all lost. Here's the truth, okay? We can't even keep our own standards, let alone God's. And we can't find the peace and the joy and the comfort that we so desperately want, which is why the mental health situation, which is why our eating patterns, which is why we're so out of control often, because we can't find that inner peace that we're looking for. Actually, we're a little bit lost. And salvation literally means rescue. Okay, that's literally what it means. And to the Jew, uh, salvation or rescue was all about being rescued from external circumstances, like you know, being oppressed by the Babylonians or the Assyrians or the Romans. Religious people, the last 2,000 years, for them, salvation is all about, I just need to make sure that my sins are forgiven and I've got to heaven when I die. But salvation, rescue that God has, is far bigger than that. It's literally rescue from a life of disconnection with God. Whenever you feel disconnected from God, you need rescue, whether you're a Christian or not, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, when we feel disconnected from the life of God, we need rescue. Number two, that someone cannot rescue themselves. Anyone remember this story? The boys in in the cave in Thailand. Can you imagine how you felt when that first diver came through to rescue those lads? And apparently that first diver said to those lads, I'm just the first, others are on their way. Imagine how you'd have felt then. In other words, you're not on your own and you need rescue and you cannot rescue yourselves. You see, we think that we can rescue ourselves, but I think the last two years has shown us as a planet we can't. And I remember years ago, I was um, flying somewhere, speaking somewhere overseas. And as I was flying back, um, I, went, I flew to Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris for a connecting flight to Birmingham. 
And I was on my own and I went into the loo and I went into one of the cubicles and shut the cubicle door and locked the door and the handle fell off the other side of the door. All right, I think it's fine. It'll be no problem. So I did what I needed to do and I won't go into any more details than that. And then at the, at, at the end, I thought, okay, now I'm going to try and get out. And I tried to get out and I couldn't. And I thought, time's going. I'm going to miss my flight. So in the end, I thought, well, I've seen the Bruce Willis films. All right, you're just going to brush out the door. So I tried to do that and I couldn't. And then all of a sudden, I think, I'm going to miss my flight. My only option, and there was nobody came in the toilet. It's like, this is one of the busiest airports in the world, and nobody was there. And then I noticed that there was a gap at the top of the door. So I thought, I'll climb out. It's easy. I've seen it on the movies. No problem. So I'm climbing out. I get my head out. I get my shoulders out, my chest out. And I was a little bit bigger around here than I am now, and I'm big enough now. And I realized that as I got my stomach out, I got stuck. So literally, I'm hanging out over the toilet, and I can't go back, and I can't go forward. I don't know what to do, and I'm going to miss my flight. Get my phone out of my pocket. I don't know who to phone. This was years ago. So I phoned home, and my boys were little then, and my mom was looking after them. So she answers the phone, and I says, Mom, I'm stuck in a toilet in Paris. She went, you're just having a joke again. You're always joking. And put the phone down. So literally, I don't know what to do. And then this fella walks in, and I'm like, oh, I'm saved, I'm saved. And I thought, he's bound to be French. So I tried to remember my GC, or was it CSC French back in the day? Some of you don't even know what that is. Okay, and I tried to remember my French, gave him my best kind of French, and he was a brummy. You're all right, mate. You're stuck in the toilet, ain't you? And he let me out, and he rescued me. And I realised in that moment, sometimes... We need rescue and we cannot rescue ourselves. And I have to say, that's a funny story, but I've experienced that in my own life. When our son Simeon, who had complex special needs, needed to go into care, we were desperate and needed help. We could not rescue ourselves. When my parents were sick and died, I needed help. The pain of other friends, the pain in our own life, we cannot rescue ourselves, which is why God sent Jesus. And thirdly, rescue is also costly and dangerous. It was costly to God because he became one of us. Billy Graham, that famous evangelist, tells a story. We did tell a story years ago of when him and his young son were out in the woods walking and they accidentally stepped on an anthill. And they, they looked down as all these ants are running around and some of them are carrying the wounded and the dead ants. And, and he says, wouldn't it be great if we could become like ants and go down and explain it was an accident and help them repair the damage. Then in a moment, he realized that's exactly what God has done by becoming one of us so that he could come down and explain things and help rescue and repair the damage. But ultimately, he came down to identify with us so that your pain and your grief and your loss and love and joy, he knows all about that because he became just like you. And the fourth and final thing is this. Rescue requires the rescued to receive the rescue. You know, one of the things that um, uh, um, Coast Guard rescuers, sea rescuers say is that if you're drowning in the water, the worst thing you can do is to keep flailing around, you know? Just receive the rescue. Just let the rescuer receive you. There's a framework in conflict. You know, when you have conflict um, in a family, anyone have a family conflict? No, don't put your hand up. In a family or in a relationship or in a workplace or in a church. And there's a framework for conflict. And it's basically this. Stage one is disruption. Something happens in the relationship. Stage two is movement away. We turn our backs on one another. Stage three is movement towards. It's called the turn. It's when somebody makes the turn. Guys, I want you to know, Christmas 
is God's great rescue mission. When God made the turn, there was a disruption between us and God. We turned away from God. And at Christmas, it's like God saying, well, you've turned away from me, but you're so valuable to me. I'll do anything to get you back. So He made the turn towards us. Luke said some things. Matthew said some things. Look at another guy that hung around with Jesus says in John, in 1 John, it says this. God showed how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Guys, as I land this now, the angel came and brought good news of great joy. You don't have an angel, but you do have... All right, you have me, all right? I'm not an angel. But I can tell you what the angel said, and I think I can tell you what the angel meant. And the angel said this, because of this spectacular story, because of this good news of great joy, because of God's great rescue mission, you don't need to be afraid anymore. Guys watching online, you here in the room, you can dream again. You can hope again. You can love again. You can live again because of God's great rescue mission. Right at the start, Abby came and stood on that circle there and sang that incredible carol that I love so much, Oh Holy Night. Some of the lyrics are amazing. Stars brightly shining, a thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. Truly He's taught us to love one another. Change shall He break and yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. And I know we're celebrating Christmas a little bit differently this year again. You're sat there with masks. Some of you are thinking, maybe online or in the room, I don't know what's happening the next week and the next two weeks and the next month and I get all that. But don't let the way we have to celebrate Christmas affect the reality of the celebration of Christmas. It's great news. It's good news of great joy. And what we want to do is we want to invite you whether you're here in the room or whether you're online, into a moment of reflection right now. And the guys are going to bring out some candles either side. And maybe if you're at home, if you've got a candle somewhere, we'd love you just to grab one and join in with us in this moment. And what we're going to do, guys, is that we're going to light these candles on your behalf. And as we light these candles, maybe for some of you, as we light this candle, immediately you'll think of a loved one that's no longer with you. And you'll be thinking that this Christmas is going to be tough because there's that empty seat which was once full, occupied with someone that you love and they're no longer here. Now, we can't bring them back, but we can pray that you will know the connection of the life of God and the peace and the comfort that He brings. Maybe for some of you, when we light this candle, in your mind, there will be someone that you love who's in need right now. Maybe they're sick, maybe they're struggling and you'll think of them. Maybe for some of you, as we light the candle, you'll think of your own life and you'll think of your own disconnection maybe or your own difficulty or your own struggle and you'll say, God, if you're real, will you come in again? (coughs) Or maybe for many of us, we'll just think about the joy that God has given to us. So as they sing the song Messiah, let's receive from God. I'd love just to do something for you guys, okay, right now. Um, And for you online as well. And I would love to pray for you. 
And whether you're a person of faith or not, hey, we want to pray for you. Maybe that this Christmas time, that even in all the craziness of what we're experiencing right now, that you would know this incredible peace and this incredible love of God. And if you are watching online and maybe you'd like one of us to pray for you personally, we can do that. There's a link going to come in the chat and uh, you can just fill that link in and then we will pray for you. It's been our privilege this last 20 months or so to pray for hundreds of people all around the world who just reaching out at this time. So I'd love to pray for you here in the room and those of you online. So shall we pray? Father, as we sit here in this room and these candles burning, God, it just reminds us of the, just the beauty and the simplicity of Christmas, of what it really is all about, that you loved us so much. We're so valuable to you that you do anything to get us back. And so you went on your great rescue mission. You became one of us so that we could be restored to a relationship with you, so that we could dream again, that we could hope again, that we could live again, that we could love again, even in pain, even in loss, we can know that you are with us. And Lord, I pray for every person in this room, every person watching us online as well, that they would know your presence and your power and your peace in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a response I'd love you to think about. If you do believe this story, please don't let the way we're having to celebrate Christmas this year affect the celebration of Christmas. It's still good news of great joy. If you did believe, but maybe you stopped believing, maybe, maybe you could pick it up again and say, hey, I might give you another go, God. And if you don't believe, we'd love you to think about something that nearly everybody that was on the VT earlier on, you know, all their stories, most of those people have become Christians in lockdown in this last 20 months. Nearly all of them went on what we run here called an Alpha course. You've probably seen this. Loads of churches run it all the way around the world. It's basically a course where you get food, you get a little chat, and then you get conversation around tables and you can ask any question you want. All we want to invite you to is one night. Monday, January the 10th is Alpha launch night. We want to just invite you to that one night. On your seats as you came in, there's a flyer. We'd love you to take that with you. Please don't leave it here. Take it with you. It's got information about that. But if you want to sign up, you can do it on our website or even simpler, you can take out your phone and you can text LCC Alpha, your name to 60777. So I would go LCC Alpha, Leon Evans, 60777, press send. You do that and then we'll get in contact with you and we'll give you all the information that you need. The other thing we'd love to tell you about is that again, during lockdown, we ran a bereavement course for people who've lost people. That was so helpful for many, many people. And again, information's on the flyer and we're running one of those in February and you can check it out for yourself. Guys, we'd love you to sing one more time okay uh, with us so we want to invite you to stand we'd love that if you could stand and maybe if you're watching online as well uh, we'd love you to lift your voices as well wherever you're watching from okay and um, obviously if you're driving the car or something then please don't lift your hands or anything but we'd love you to enjoy, join in with us this is a brilliant carol which reminds us of the good news of great joy that Jesus has been born this is O Come All Ye Faithful let's even with our masks in the room let's lift our voices and let's celebrate together. Oh, come all ye faithful.